yo 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 <laughs> hello everybody and i appreciate y'all listening in on my episode let me take it back to august of 2022 like as y'all see and hear that i have been going through so much crap like i don't even know how i'm still here but i do owe y'all like a part two of that um so i'm gonna give that to y'all and just hold me accountable because i have some more episodes that i need to publish and let y'all know like really what's going on with my career and my life because it's going in a shit show So basically, last time I talked to y'all, I told y'all that I was working at Amazon and they was full of crap. (laughs) So after that, I found another job. Now, this job is not terrible. It's just some things that are happening in the job. So basically, I applied to work at Grand Villa, which is a retirement living well it's not retirement but a living facility for older people right so i applied to work there in december of 2022 and once i applied there i'm like what is an activities driver because that's basically what i applied for i didn't even know y'all at this point i just needed a job so i was just putting in anything anywhere like it doesn't even matter what i was doing i just put it in there and it's crazy because i have a lot of experience but you know how job seeking goes so anyway i was just putting in jobs here there whatever apply here they apply they um reached out to me immediately actually I was surprised because I had some other applications online as well so when they reached out to me I was like oh snap let me go ahead and see what who is so okay cool so I went ahead did everything that I needed to do and far as what the job entails is basically I'm an activities driver that means that I take uh, residents to their appointments like the doctor's office eye doctor wherever it is you gotta go and then on other days i would take them out to um like outings and what i mean by outings is like we'll go to walmart we'll go to burlington we'll go somewhere so the resident can either shop or pick up some things or whatever it is that they need to do or get while they're out and about So Mondays, I do that. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'll drive to their appointments. Now, here is the effed up thing about this job. (laughs) I'm sure y'all knew it was coming, but here's here's the crazy thing. Okay, so I'm here at this job and I'm getting paid whatever X, Y, and Z, but it ain't enough. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know what I'm going through. It's really not enough. So I've asked them for more hours um, so I can, you know, pay off some things that I need to pay off, um, whatever it is I needed to do. I asked them for some hours. Okay, so what I didn't realize is that th- this was been messing me up. I told my, jo- I told my manager, 
hey, is it okay if I come in on this day so I can go ahead and get some extra hours or whatever? She tells me, she's like, oh, no, then you would be in overtime. And technically, you was hired on a part-time position. So I'm like, hmm, okay. So then I went to her boss and I went to ask her. <laughs> Usually I'm not the type of person that like to go over somebody's head or nothing like that, but I needed the hours. So when I went to talk to her manager about it, she was like, oh yeah, we can train you for the receptionist and then just use you as, as needed purpose. So I'm like, all right, cool. So the following week, I went ahead and was training with the receptionist, learned how to do the receptionist job. And then after that, they've been asking me for days that I can cover for them, the receptionist, because they didn't, they, you know, needed some time off or whatever the case may be. So I'm like, all right, cool, sure. I'll go ahead and do that. Like my manager's manager approved it. So I was like, well, fuck what my manager's saying. All right, cool. Let's do this. (laughs) So so that's how that part is going which is fine but um now it's getting to where i ask them for the hours they tell me no but i can cover them for receptionists when someone wants to call out so i'm like okay let me get this straight so i can only get extra hours when it's benefit to y'all if it's not benefiting me and I want to get more extra hours or if I ask, then it's a no, I'm going to be doing overtime or whatever. Now, granted, my manager was the one that said it. Nobody else said it. So I'm like, okay, that makes no sense, but whatever. Y'all, at this job, I'm getting paid. I was getting paid $13 an hour. That's below minimum wage. Minimum wage now is $15 an hour. So let me tell you about that shit. So, once I got trained to do the receptionist job, uh, my manager's boss came to me and she said, hey, we're just going to go ahead and change your pay to $15 an hour now. Um, I didn't know why she said it, but, you know, she did. So, I was like, all right, cool. I'm at $15 an hour now. From what I actually came from and now that I'm getting $15 an hour, that was a big thing to me because I feel like I was moving up somewhere or being important right because you know how the fedex and the amazon job was like it wasn't enough to like pay my bills and stuff like that it was still kind of stressing me out but at the same time thank god i still had a job but so now it's just i can only get extra hours if it is a benefit for them so i'm like that's not gonna fucking work so i'm gonna i'm gonna stop asking y'all to get extra hours like just forget it so as of right now, that's where I'm at. And they still asking me to cover for them for people that can't come in and shit like that. Like if I didn't need the hours, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have agreed to any of it. Like I don't give a shit. Like that's messed up to me. So that's that's on the job and the career. That's where it's at right now. But I actually applied for a job working with kids that have autism. Um, I just finished the process on doing that, so I'm not really sure how that's going to go. Just praying that it goes well um, and whatnot. So 
Let me tell y'all about a serious situation that's really going on. This goddamn apartment. Now, y'all know I was living on my own or whatever the case may be. So, and I'm speaking of past tense because I was. I don't, I no longer live there anymore at the place that I was living in before. Because back in August, when I lost my job, when I was telling y'all in my last episode, when I lost my job, it was just so hard to get back on my feet. Like every time I would make some good money and make a payment, there's another freaking rent coming out. So I'm like, this is fucking fucking ridiculous. Like I will never catch up. So I told the the people when I thought that I was going to be, be good. And I said, hey, I did lose my job back in August, but this is the money that I have now. Can I go ahead and just start making payments towards my rent? And it was like, no. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what do you mean? No. Who the fuck denies money? So they were like, um, unfortunately, the apartment complex does not accept partial payments. And I'm like, so you mean to tell me I have to pay a full one thousand and something dollars like up front? I don't even have that. And with freaking Amazon and FedEx, I can be saving shit there because I wasn't getting paid. I wasn't getting paid shit. I was getting paid like two hundred and some dollars, maybe four, if I put in extra work or come in extra hours or whatever the case may be. It got to a point to where I was working FedEx and Grand Villa at the same time. So I would work FedEx from like uh what what time? One o'clock to like six thirty in the morning and then drive to the other job, take a thirty minute nap in my car, and then be ready to go into the living facility job that I was telling y'all about it was that bad that I needed to I I was so headstrong on trying to make everything right and get back on my feet but it was just like some motherfucker just kept trying to hold me back I'm like bro this is fucking ridiculous nobody wants to work with me so let me tell y'all about the rent situation so it just kept it happened so fast it was ridiculous oh my god i never been through something like this i wanted to break down and cry literally i wanted to self-harm but i kept holding on i kept holding on y'all it was like first they sent the letters like they're supposed to they put it on your door and let you know hey you have an eviction coming up and I was like, eviction? I never fucking got evicted. So I'm calling around, like, who do I have to pay? What do I have to pay? Next thing you know, my sister tells me that the eviction is online. And I'm like, what do you mean it's online? Because I wasn't getting no paperwork or nothing like that. The office wasn't telling me nothing. They just put a letter on my door and that's it. So I'm like, okay. So she tells me that I have an eviction and we read in a letter online. And then another event happened where the judge um, ordered me to pay $1,198 to the registry. I got that from, I took out a loan and then I paid that that way. I, I went, like I had to pawn my mom's jewelry. I took some of my check and I just put it towards that. I was like, okay, so I paid that. Now, can I stay in the apartment? They was like, 
no, the eviction process is still going through. Bro, they literally signed off on the eviction letter within the next week after me paying the registry. I was like, that's fucking bullshit. I could have saved that money and put it towards me going somewhere else. So I had went to the Simnick County Clerk of Court because that's where I'm at. And I was like, is there any way that I can fight this or what what can I do at this point? She was like, well, actually, you're kind of ahead of the game. Like people normally wait to have the police come escort them out of the house or vacate the house or whatever. I'm like, what? You mean like property possession? Like they're going to kick me out, lock me out of here? She was like, yeah, they can actually lock you out your apartment. So you can't get in and take any of the possessions. I'm like. <clears throat> I'm trying to keep faith. I'm trying to keep faith. I'm like, okay, so what 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 do I have to do? She told me I can write a letter to the judge and then um put it's what was it called? A motion to put in to let him know what's going on and stuff like that. Can I talk about a payment plan? Because I kept reading online that the they can work with you on a payment plan so that way you don't have to be evicted so i was like all right cool bet i can do that i can do that so i wrote the letter y'all tell me why the damn judge denied the motion he straight denied the shit and then sent out another letter online i didn't get it to my i didn't get it to my address i didn't get it anywhere it was posted up online that I, the apartment complex is requesting permission of the premises. So I'm like, what, what the fuck? Like, they trying to get my stuff that's in here? Like, they want me to, it was like, they want you to move out or they're going to have the police come there to remove you from the place or they're going to lock the, change the locks so you can't be able to get in. So I was like, what the fuck is, what type of shit is this? Y'all, I was finna break down and cry. Like, so, I just was like, you know what, fuck this. I put all my shit in the storage. So, if any event comes on and they try to lock me out of there, ain't shit in there. So, I muscled up the money to get me a storage unit and moved everything there. And then, they told me, um, I was like, you know what, I can't live with this stress over my head. I, I really can't. So I went to the office. I think this was in, um, this was December 28th. Like, this is what I'm saying. This shit happened so fucking fast. Like, within a few weeks of each other. I had no time to breathe, think, who to call, what the fuck to do, or anything. So I was like, you know what, fuck this. I'm not living with this shit over my head. So I went up to the office and told them that I'm going to voluntarily leave the property. And we signed paperwork. I gave them back their keys. And still the eviction went through i was like this is fucking bullshit bro so then i took the little bit of stuff that i had like my clothes and my shoes and i I came to my sister's house and i've just been living here with my sister ever since and it's like oh since you voluntarily vacate the premises um that they denied the motion for the property possession. I'm like, well, duh. They just wanted me out. So I was like, you know what? Whatever it is, what it is. And I'm just like, you know what? 
I'm just going to pay what I got to pay. I didn't even know who to call to start to make the payments. So I've been calling. I was bullshit. So I'm going to tell you all what happened with that. So I've been calling because the office didn't tell me anything about like where the rent payments will be because they can't accept any partial payments. It has to be the full amount. At this time, it was like 3000 something when I left. When they did the whole eviction process, the shit went up to five thousand, five thousand some dollars. That's with the lawyer fees, that's with the late fees of the rent and the trash, water and sewage and all that crap. So I'm like, oh God, this is ridiculous, bro. So I went, I called Simon County Clerk of Court again because they're the only ones that can actually give me an answer. So I kept calling them. I'm like, did anyone claim the money? You know, where's the money at? I can use that money to get somewhere to live. And there was like, we don't see that anyone has claimed the money. And I'm like, what do you mean they didn't claim it? I paid it in December. This is March now. I said, I paid it in December. So it should have went towards the payment of the the 5000 At the time, I was still thinking that it was 3000 But she broke it down to me. And told me why it was that amount. So I'm like, oh my fucking God. I, I finally got in contact with the heterosound people. Or the people from my apartment complex. And she was like, so the people that you would call is rent debt. And she gave me the number. So I started talking to them. I'm like, okay, so who do I start making payments to? She was like, it would be us that I make a payments and whatever. And you could start a payment plan or whatever the case may be. Once the payment plan or your account looks like it's in good standing, then we rep- we report to the brewers every 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 time you make a payment. So as long as your account is in good standing, you're good. And within the time frame, the amount that you want to pay, um, you should be done. Which I wanted to pay four thirty two like every two weeks um, from this job. That would give me till July, um, that everything would be paid off. But I was like, I really, honestly don't think that it's five thousand something. Um, she said, well, we can put in a. We can send them a letter to ask them the final statement of how much you owe. And I was like, yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Because I feel as though I shouldn't pay $5,000. And when I left, it was only 3000 something. So she's waiting for them to send her a letter. And I got tired of waiting. So I reached out to them via email. No one still to this day didn't email me back. So I'm like, okay, so now I feel like everybody's fucking playing with me, bro. Like, everybody's leaving me in the dark, trying to throw me down, trying to, you know, I'm not shit. I don't have shit. It's just, that's just how I feel. So when, God, when I talk to them to come up with a plan or whatever, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be good. I can be with my sister, start saving money, and start paying what I need to pay. So I paid off my Spectrum bill because they was telling me that I owed them $200. And I was like, hell nah. Because when I left that place, my bill was $97. So it's $200. That was like, that's for the equipment that you still have. And I'm like, well, the guy told th- this is how they, this is how Spectrum tried to fuck me up, right? <laughs> It is a lot, y'all. So put y'all seatbelt on. I forgot to tell y'all that, but 
Let's go ahead and buckle up now. So I'm on the phone now talking with Spectrum because I'm trying to pay my last bill. Remember, I tell you, I'm trying to pay everything off. I'm trying to pay my last bill with Spectrum. I called him before I left the premises. Hey, I want to go ahead and cancel my account because I no longer live at the address and I'm going to be moving. He's like, no, nah, you could just keep the equipment. So when you do move, you can plug it up and it'll be that easy for you to have Internet again. At the time, honestly, it sounded good because I didn't want to have to go through that again looking for Internet. I was like, okay, if I do that, he was like, if you do that, then there'll be like $5 a month charge you for the equipment. So I'm like, well, what the shit? I was like, all right, cool. So I agreed to it at that time. I just knew I had a bad feeling about it because y'all, y'all know I used to work for Spectrum. So I was like, I really just want to cancel and make my last payment and return the equipment because I'm not going to, it's not going to be useful for me. I'm not using it and I don't want to pay $5 for something I'm not using, even if it's just $5. So his suggestion was to, um, do it that way so when I called back they well they called me and told me that they have a repossession of the equipment but they couldn't get into the property now this was in February they called me I'm like what are you talking about what property they was like are you still at 308 and I'm you know the rest of the address and I'm like um no I haven't lived there since December they was like, well, we have an order to pick up the equipment. I'm like, I don't know who ordered y'all to pick up the equipment, but I have the equipment with me. It's actually in my storage. And I told the guy that was supposed to pick up the equipment, He was. I told him what the other guy told me. He was like, oh, no, no, he should never told you that. He should have told you to just return the equipment so that way you won't be charged. I was like, what the shit? At the time, I didn't... I agreed to it, but I didn't know it was going to be, like, such a big deal or whatever the case may be. I don't even know how I thought that. That's dumb. So, I'm like, you know what? I told the guy I wanted to cancel and pay my last payment and return the equipment. <sighs> so, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go to my storage and get the equipment and then just bring it up to y'all. He's like, yeah, go ahead and do that so that way you won't be charged any more extra money. So I was like, okay, I went ahead and returned the equipment. And they still said I owe them $200. I'm like, well, how the hell do I owe y'all $200? I just gave y'all all the equipment that I have. And I remember that when I first started with Spectrum, they give you free equipment that you can use because you work for the company so you get free service. So I was like, oh, yeah, I do have a um, box that they gave me that I never used or hooked up. They was like, just bring us anything that you have with Spectrum, and then they'll go ahead and deal with I was like, all right, cool, 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 cool. So I went ahead and brought that to them, and then I called them back and made my last payment for Spectrum. They was like, thank you for making your payment, blase, blase. That squared off with them, but they took me through the ringer. Every time I had to, every time they called me or I had to call them, it was the whole the same situation back and forth. I'm like, bro. The guy told me to do this. 
Then he put the shit on the seasonal plan, which made it even more difficult because nobody could remove the seasonal plan. And I'm like, how the fuck y'all could put it on there, but you can't remove it. So it took them a long time to process that. They kept transferring me, kept transferring me. I'm like, yo, this is ridiculous at this point. So anywho, I got all of that crap squared away with them. They're off somebody that I owe. So now I call FPL to try to pay them off. And then they were like, oh, um, because I had a deposit. So I was like, I want to use my deposit for my last payment, which they did credit my account. But I also had a bill that was coming out at the same time. So my last bill was like $100, which I wasn't really prepared to pay, but I paid it anyway. So them motherfuckers is done and out of my fucking hair. So <laughs> it's just too much has been happening. So just to add on a little bit to that, because <laughs> why would it? It just wouldn't be a good podcast if I didn't add on more drama to it, right? So <laughs> now the whole situation today, what's going on is my freaking car was took up for a repo. They took my car today, bro. And today I was going to cover someone at the job. So it's normally my off day, but I was going to cover and work for someone for today. So let me take it back as well. In August, I did call them and let them know that I lost my job as well, just like I called everybody else. And she put it on a hold for the payments and stuff like that. So I was like, all right, great. That will give me some time to catch back up. As y'all know, it was very hard to catch back up. That added on to the rent. That added on to everything else. And it was just ridiculous. Kept get, kept going, kept going. But I kept in contact with them. I kept calling them and letting them know what was going on in the account. So when I got this job, like I believe it was like my second paycheck or my third paycheck, one of them. So I told them I have a good paying job now that I should be able to make my normal payments that I was paying, which is three twenty six. It's a lot of fucking money. It was three twenty six. But it was affordable at the time when I got the car. Cause I was working at Converges before and then I went to start working with Asurion. So I had the money. But when I lost the job at Asurion, that's when everything went downhill. So, they tell me, when I last spoke with them, it was two, um, I want to say last month, February. She said, yeah, it's okay, you can go ahead and make a payment of $600 on the week that you get paid. So, I was like, alright, great, so I can get back on my feet with the car. Everything was cool. The week I got paid, and I had the $600. She was like, oh, no, um, the bank doesn't want to stay with you. They don't want to be a partnership with you anymore. So I'm like, okay, so what does that have to do with me making a payment? We had a contract. She was like, they're basically asking for you to return the car. And I'm like, no, I need my car. I need my car to go to work. I do Uber and stuff as well. I need my car. And I'm just at this point just like about to break down and cry because I'm like, damn, I just lost my apartment. Now y'all want to take my fucking car. So I'm like begging and pleading that didn't really help. So I was like, all right, 
sigh, defeat. I'll bring the car back. She said, well, you can always see if someone will refinance it for you or if you can get a take out a loan and then have someone, um, you know, help you pay it that way. I was like, OK, yeah, a loan is out of the question because I already just got myself into this stupid ass fucking loan shit. And I don't want to do that. So I've been looking for someone to refinance my car. I found a couple people, but it didn't work out right because my car has been written off. Now, these are things that I don't know about getting a car through a bank. You have a 30 day, you have a 60 day, and you have a 90 day. What I sh- my sister told me that I should have asked what at what point in my contract am I at? The 60 days or 90 days or where am I? And I didn't tell my oldest sister because <laughs> she's a little stern. She yells and she would have been angry with me. So I just kept it to myself and tried to figure out everything, which was terrible. Do not try to figure out everything on your own. I'm going to tell you all this in this podcast. If you have a way for someone to help you, ask them, ask questions, get someone to help you. Do not try to take on the world by yourself. Not that it doesn't work for everybody, but it is not good mentally and possibly in the long run, too. So let me continue. So they just repoed the car today. So now I'm just sitting in the house. I have nothing to do. I have nothing to, like think about. I'm just defeated at this point. I don't have a car. I don't have anywhere to go. I mean, I'm still living with my younger sister. That's terrible, but. That's my youngest sister. She's supposed to come live with me if she is in trouble. <laughs> so I'm just feeling like everything is going downhill. And then, yes, at a point in my time, I felt like I wanted to go ahead and do self-harm. I really did. I got to a point to where I'm just done. I'm, I can't do it all by myself. I, I don't have anyone to do it. I don't have anyone to help me. I don't. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> so it's all cool. I got, um, I'm just sitting here. I just applied for another job, which will help. Um, the job is working with kids that have autism. So I applied there, did a little video that I need to, and sent it in, basically sent in my application. So I'm waiting for that. So. That's the whole ordeal with the career path and the living situation. And far as the health situation that's going on, oh, these motherfuckers is pissing me off. Like, I'm okay with my health. Like, it's not bad. Like, it was in 2018 or 2019. I can't say. But just recently, I ran out of my lupus meds. And I called the doctor to see if I can get anything. She said she's not going to prescribe me anything. And I said, why the hell not? She was like, this is her. This is talking through the medical assistance in the front. So I don't even think that my doctor said this because we are fucking close. So she was like, the doctor's not going to prescribe anything because we haven't seen you since 2022. And I was like, okay, y'all been prescribing it for me since 2022. It's still being prescribed to me. So what's the difference from today? 
she was like, you have to do blood work. I'm like, well, I'll be in there next week to do my blood work and see the doctor. She was like, well, this medication requires you to get blood work. So until we get the blood work, we can't refill the medication for you. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to come up there. She's like, you can come up here to do blood work. We'll go ahead and do that. And I was like, okay, so what's going to happen with the medication then? Because there's no problem to come up there and do blood work, which I really don't want to because I'm tired of giving blood work. Like with lupus, you always have to give blood work. But it's it's for the better good so they can check and see how you're doing and how you're, how's everything with your health. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'll come up there. So I went up there yesterday to do blood work and whatnot. So... Now, I guess Monday, I'll call them and see exactly what's going to happen um, with my medication. So, I don't have any lupus medication. And I told her if I don't have that lupus medication, then I'm going to have a flare-up. She tells me, if you have a flare-up, then you could just use the prednisone. I'm like, girl, the prednisone is not for the lupus this for the inflammation. I was like, you know what? Whatever. It's pointless arguing with you or going back and forth with you. I'm not going to have that. So, no medication until I call them back and see what's going on. So, like, that's going on with the health. And the relationship is still, like, on pause. I don't have a relationship. I just recently started going back on this app. I don't know if y'all know, but... Um, um, black is an application where you can meet black singles in your area and whatnot. <laughs> so I tried. I'm I'm definitely trying, y'all, um, to get myself back in the relationship, maybe. But it's just every time I try to do something, like the fucking devil is on my back, bro. Like, oh, you happy? Let me go ahead and fuck up your life. Like, you know, stupid shit like that. Like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. So, I I did um, meet someone on there, but we just recently started talking. It was just, now it was just like, hey, hey, how's your day? Like, it hasn't even gone any further than that. But, that was, um... That's just what I had to... I just had to come back on here and let y'all know. But if y'all feeling like y'all want to do self-harm, don't do it. It's not going to do anything. It's not going to change the fact of anything that you're going through right now. It's not going to help. And I don't recommend anyone to do self-harm. The way that I get over depression, stress, worry, anything is the podcast. Like... You could either podcast, you could talk it out, you can write poetry, you can do so many other things than self-harming. Self-harming will literally hurt you in the future, like skin-wise. And, you know, it's just it's just not a great look. And it doesn't help you at all. So I don't recommend that. I do recommend talk about it. Um, if there are certain people that you can't talk to, then don't talk to that person. Get someone that you can talk to about your self-harm and just talk it out. Because you got to kill depression with positive attitude. You keep dwelling on how 
empty you feel or how depressed you feel or you keep putting digging yourself in a negative hole you need to kill that with positivity and i'm going to hold myself accountable for it too i just need to do i just need to think keep praying and do a little bit better not too much i run myself crazy but (laughs) i just need to do it i just need to do it and I just felt like I had to come over here and let y'all know that because I did owe y'all this part too. And like I said, some other podcasters are going to be coming up um, regarding a whole bunch of other shit that I've been going through as well. So I also started, um, I want to let y'all know this too. This is a good thing for me as well. Keep me distracted is I've been reading a lot more books like mystery thrillers, mystery books, um, just romantic books and stuff like that. I've been still playing my game. <laughs> like I play with my squad and I just keep myself distracted from the other things that I'm going through. Um, I haven't done any of the diamond painting yet, but it's still here. I've been drinking a little bit more tea. Like you got to keep yourself positive distract yourself from all the negativity work keep going you might think it's just easy to just get over with and everything will be done but there's always somebody out there that wants you to be here so if you don't want to live for yourself then live for somebody else like right now i got my my nephew that was born in august as well I want to live for him. I want to live for my niece and nephew. I want to keep going. I want to keep striving because I will do better. I will get there. Everyone tells me that it's good to start over. And yeah, it is. It could be a positive thing that you start over. It can't. It don't always have to be something negative um, just because you have to start over. So, I mean, just do it. Just do it. But I do, again, appreciate everybody for coming in here and listening to my podcast. I will try to keep going with the podcast and keep y'all updated on my life and what's going on. But I appreciate y'all being here and tuned in because I know y'all here. I know y'all. I know y'all be listening to the plays. I see it. (laughs) So I appreciate that. And I appreciate everybody. If I can help in any type of way or you want to ask me a question, leave me a voice note on here and i'll mention it in my podcast if you want me to mention your name you can apply anonymously but leave your voice notes and things like that i'm here for anybody i love advice and just i hope everybody stay blessed for real for real so thank y'all for listening peace